All right, Fuzz, do we have any more random loud noises that we need to make before we start the podcast? I'm putting my phone on Do Not Disturb so that hopefully there won't be any bloops or bleeps or blings. Bloops or bleeps or burps or farts. Yeah. Or suddenly screaming. So much screaming. Oh. Hey guys, gals, and non-binary pals, this is Southpaws, episode 524, I don't even know. But look at this, it's two episodes in two weeks. Wow, it's like we have a regular schedule or something. It has been <laughs> such a week. So many doctor's appointments. Oops, mm. all doctor's appointments. When you get old, kids... Shit just breaks. Well, you decided to have a full human to furry conversion, and that takes a lot yeah, of Yeah, you know, I, I was over by the uh, Center for Special Surgery today for my dogification. <laughs> you know, I just decided, you know, disregard humanity, become dog. Because mm. you've seen the chart where it's like two legs bad, forced to participate in society, four legs based. <laughs> you know, forced to participate in nature. Cool. Ah. Nice. That's that's how it is, you know. I'm I'm just gonna go into forest and become puppy. Yeah. That or just be like, all right, well, the next full moon, I'm gonna go ass up behind a waffle house and. Oh no! I seem to have fallen. I have tripped and fallen in front of all these werewolves. <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's been a hell of a week. But we're here. It's Friday night. We're recording at Fuzz's place in the sunroom. But it's not much of a sunroom, given that it is a uh, night. Eight thirty at night. Yeah, but that's fine. You know, on the blueprints. It's a solarium. Ooh, fancy. fancy. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's been a. I haven't honestly paid that much attention to like furry bullshit this week, but there has been other fun stuff happening, and I say fun is in like it's entertaining, but not mm. necessarily fun for the people involved. Right. Like I only catch in the periphery. Because, like I said, like, I've just been driving a shitload this week, so, like, it's really cool to find out that we actually aren't part of the podcast network crime cartel. Wait, what? Okay, I don't know about this, so you'll have to fill me in here. Alright, so, uh, you know, we don't really run ads on this podcast. Right. Like, we still have the coupon code NOT at adamneve.com, we can get percent off of dildos and shit um that's fine mm. um it still works for some reason they haven't dropped us yet all right that's cool but we don't run ads and yeah. it turns out I that i heard something about this but i didn't actually read the articles i don't know what the deets are so do you listen to really many other podcasts yeah like, like uh, mainstream ones yeah i listen to like behind the bastards is probably the biggest one so okay. that's on the iheart radio network which, which I think was mentioned is the culprit here Right. So, you know, for all their talks about, and the goods and services, you know, that aren't war criminals that sold children to the, you know, Nazis, <laughs> uh-huh. it turns out that iHeartRadio has been falsely inflating the market for podcast downloads for years. Mm-hmm. So it's just one of those things where it's impressive how long they've gone before they got caught. Because what they would do is for all these little free to play mobile games, you're like, Oh, if you log back in, you know, hey, we found some coins to you while you're away. Do you want to get a like five times that amount? Here, click this button and we'll play an ad. And it downloads a minute of audio from mm-hmm. the podcast, which counts as a download, and plays you 20 seconds of audio, which counts as a play. 
Mm-hmm. And then you can close it. But it's like 20 seconds of a random podcast episode that they're promoting. Right. So it could be 20 seconds of a true crime podcast, 20 seconds of Behind the Bastards, 20 seconds of some sports podcast. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. All it does matter is it juices the metrics for that show. And then they turn around and charge the advertisers, so, so, so like Casper matches or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's like, oh, like, oh yeah. we got this many downloads and this many plays, but it's not actually people listening you to know, the full When thing. Bronyville was getting 37,000 downloads an episode, we weren't running ads, but apparently now the fucking threshold for uh, ads in podcasting is like 50K, which <laughs> we ain't us. Right. You know, ain't us on a good day. Or, and definitely not a bad day. So, like, you hear these ads on podcasts, and it's like, have they all been juiced? Mm. Like, is that why Blue Apron is in a million different podcast things? So, like, oh, well, well, Jimmy's Fishing Pod has gotten 55,000 down, or, like, 50,500 downloads, uh-huh. and it turns out that 50,000 of those are juiced fake ones. Oh, and there's wow. only so many, you know, fly fishing enthusiasts downloading his fo- his podcast, you know? Mm. And it really makes me wonder what that effect is going to be on the podcast ad market. Because, like, a lot of people have, over the pandemic, made podcasting, like, a thing for them. They bring in a lot of income. This right. is literally, like, the YouTube apocalypse. Oh, okay. But yeah. for podcasts. Mm. And, I mean, it's all, it's fraud. It's literally fraud against the companies that are buying the advertising. But. So a victimless crime. It affects the podcasters in as much that those people are going to lose that angle of income. Right. Yeah. But unfortunately it was fake. Well, I mean, this is like what happened with uh, Facebook and Pivot to Video. Yeah. All that shit that just murdered websites by the dozens. Mm -hmm. And all these like, oh, people love watching videos. Videos are all people want to fucking watch. They don't want to read an article. They don't want to read blogs. Fuck you. Mm -hmm. And then it turns out that Facebook was just mass faking views on videos. They were trying to, like, force the whole web to go to video with no actual metrics supporting that anybody wanted it. And so, like, that murdered so many websites and so many things, mm-hmm. critical writing, blogs, all this stuff just fucking vanished. Because yeah, and of a lot of companies, like, went under because they put all these, you know, it costs a lot more money to pivot to video than to have, like, a, a text blog. Yeah. And was it, like... College humor got hit, and like G four got killed that way. What was the company that Robert Evans worked for? Cracked, um, yeah, Cracked.com yeah. died because of that. Because that was a humor website that wrote articles, and then they're like, "Oh, video, video, video." Um, mm-hmm. The Escapist did this, and they died. Mm. Oh, I mean, they're still around, as far as I know, but like that website fell down the tubes. Right. So many companies and so many people like. Real ass people. That's the one that only has like their shitty people left, right? Like the yeah. guy with the glasses. Because yeah. like that's the one the lure guys left and formed their own. And like network. Jim Ster- and Jim Sterling left and mm. a bunch of people left. Like the only people that they have at this point, I think, are like Yahtzee Croshaw still doing fucking zero punctuation. Yeah. Because they're the ones they're he's the one that they don't dare not pay. Yeah. But was that was it them or was it another company that got into trouble for like underpaying 
I'm pretty sure it was them. Yeah. And then, like, the Loading Ready Run guys went with, uh, like, the Penny Arcade guys for a while, and that went apart, and now they're doing their own thing again. Yeah. So, like, yeah, like, this whole pivot to video bullshit is being repeated in the, you know, juicing the podcast metrics. Mm. So, like, these people that, you know, they're doing a passion project and shilling for Casper mattresses and booze box and whatever you know dildo of the month club that advertises on mainstream podcasts mm-hmm. i don't fucking know and hell like waypoint radio which is a vice podcast they do uh it's, you know gaming related but they insert like local ads so it's like hey you know get dfw video monitoring or whatever we get three cameras for the price of two and we'll watch your shit you know mm. but even then like they have secondary things like they do have an ad-free feed. The reason that Giant Bomb still exists. Like, they got sold off by CBS because their videos weren't doing enough metrics. Right. Our fake numbers are not telling us, like, you're not doing good. Yeah. And because, like, they pivoted to video, but they didn't pivot hard enough, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, that site nearly got killed. I mean, it's still there. Mm-hmm. But, like, they've had to shift their content, like, three, four times. Yeah. Try to match the the meta of the moment, and like the, found, the all the original founders are gone now, and it's like yeah. it's a different vibe. Like they have some people I like, but it's not the same shit, you know. Yeah, chasing the algorithm. Yeah, it's it's chasing the algorithm, and this podcast stuff too is just disappointing because yeah, this will this will fuck a lot of people if there's an apocalypse that happens to podcasting. Mm-hmm. So they go, oh, you know, you're actually faking all these downloads, and therefore our, our ad rates are going to plummet. Mm. We are going to pay you fucking pennies because fuck you, rather than, oh, you're getting 50,000 downloads for this, you know, whatever podcast, and that means we're going to pay you a decent ad rate, and they find out you're faking it all, and, well, there goes that money. Mm-hmm. So shit, I almost wonder if, like, iHeartRadio is going to go under or something like that. And... Well, oh, I mean... no, people have to release their podcasts themselves, like, well, everyone it's... is. Like, the independent podcasting is still, like, a thing, but most people want to go with, like, an ad service group that'll insert ads. Like, with us, with Podbean, which, you know, that's where we host our shit. If we wanted to, they could auto-insert ads, and we might make a little money, but then you would hear ads for fucking, I don't know, Republicans? Who knows? Mm -hmm. We're not going to do that. We're just some assholes doing this literally in a sunroom just chilling on a Friday night. I got a rum and coke here at my feet. Real exciting. It's uh, some rum I found in your bar and a Coke Zero from Waterburger. <laughs> There's our ad. Rumming or rummaging around the, the random bottles of it. Yeah, I was looking bar. at it going, like, there's vodka and there's rum. There's, like, three different rums here. Which one of these looks like the shittiest? Because it doesn't matter. It's getting mixed in with a Coke Zero. Right, yeah. Um, Tyrion really likes rum, so there will be the most varieties of well, rum. This bitch loves rum, too, so. <laughs> it's not surprising to see... That, like, deceit and fraud are the name of the game when it comes to these big-name companies. But it yeah. kinda, it's, you know, I would say it's hitting close to home, but not really. Like, we're just asshole hobbyists. We're not important <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. But, yeah. like, these people that are, like, pinning their hopes to their podcast empire, like the McElroys or mm-hmm. even, you know, Robert Evans with Behind the Bastards. Which I think they'll be fun because, I mean, Cool Zone Media now has, like... A shitload of different shows. Yeah. So if they end up leaving iHeartRadio because they were fucking them over, 
they can either just do their own thing or they can find another network that has like the ad revenue coming in or whatever. Yeah, I mean, and, and, but I'm fairly sure he has like a Patreon or something like yeah, that. Yeah, that too. Probably well, like um, more lucrative. Rude Tales of Magic is like the episodes I'd listen to. Sometimes there's ads in the middle, and it's like for like booze, the booze of the month box or something like that. that they were doing uh-huh. from some company. Huh. But, like, they have a Patreon that gives them, like, 20 k a month, so they're doing fine. Yeah. Um, and that's, like, that sounds like a lot, but, like, a lot of these podcasts will be, like, hiring. Like, the the uh, last podcast guys, like, they have, like, two or three full-time research staff. Well, I and, mean, like, Rude Tales has five main cast members plus yeah. like, DM plus, you know, their editors and stuff. It's like, they've got... They've got a crew of people that have to get paid. Yeah. Like, they're not, like, rolling in the dough. They're getting paid a decent amount for being improv comedians, but they're also working improv comedians. Right. Um, it's probably, like, enough to, like, make a living. Yeah. Uh, like, make an okay middle-class living off of... Like, last the, podcast, kind of the same way. You know, but when you see someone's getting, like, $60,000 a month or episode on Patreon, it doesn't mean that they're living a high life if they have, Plus, like, Patreon takes their cut. Yeah. Patreon takes their cut, but if they have, like, a staff of people, like, um, last podcast have, like, a dedicated web person, yeah. you know, to just handle Well, and it's not just last podcast, it's their whole network, too. Last podcast network. Yes. Which has multiple shows in it as well. Right, yeah. With So there's a lot more people than just Henry Ben. Because I was looking at, um, oh, God, what's his name? Um, the, fu- oh, uh fucking aquaman guy oh bummer h bomber guy h bomber guy thank you like it was on the tip of my mind like you go to his patreon and it, it looks like it's making like a shitload of money but then for that like full legs full fucking documentary yeah that, that he put out like he paid like two research assistants and he did all this reading and research himself and then there's like people helping with the editing and he had to retain a lawyer in the uk and the u.s to make sure that he wasn't saying anything get sued by yeah so like yeah he put in a lot of effort and review in that so yeah yeah like a lot of these people be fine but if these other mid-tier podcasters are relying on their ad rev from iHeartRadio, they might find themselves in a bad spot soon Mm. but that again it doesn't affect us it, uh, yeah, it doesn't affect us. It is shitty for people that it, were like thought they were going to make their dream to to make like a podcast. It's like it's it's tough, man. You know, it's it it's better than a day job, but shit, you really gotta hustle and be putting out boatloads of content. You know, you can't just be like us. We're like, well, real life important shit got in the way, and we didn't record for two months. Like. No, they're relying on that shit for the roof over their head. They got to do. You got to do it like a job. Yeah, and that's something that we don't. Yeah. We're just we're out here being just dudes that get together and chat because, of course, we do. Yeah. So the other thing that is going to affect people, but not really that many people, is uh, Google is killing Stadia. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I I think that Waypoint. They put out a podcast titled Stadia Found Dead in Miami. But given the state of things in Florida right now, it's kind of a, ooh, ooh whoops. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure that they might revise that title before mm. too long. It was Google streaming thing. It had been around for 
only a few years and like many many things that Google puts out. I was going to say the pattern with Google and like I guess people thought a hardware platform would be different, but no. Yeah, they were like, yeah, we're just going to shut this down and we're going to refund all the purchases and stuff. And they didn't tell the devs of many things yep. at all. And I happened to see this tweet from like, this company is like, just finished the, the Stadia port of this Hot game. Wheels Unleashed. Yeah, and um, the first reply is like, did Google not tell you guys what they announced today? And they're like, Nope, with a My Little Pony gif. And uh, then that original person replied, like, oh, I'm actually really sorry. (laughs) Like, honestly, like, I feel bad for him. Like, you know, you spend, what, like a year or whatever porting this game, and then you're like, you, we're a small dev studio. We're going to, we're announcing this thing. And everyone's like, oh, shit. But luckily, a lot of people were not being shitty. In the comments, a lot of people were genuinely like, wow, it is really shitty of Google to just let you guys put a year of work into this and then just put out an announcement like, hey, this is happening. And it's like, no. I mean, at least there is no such thing as a Stadia exclusive. I'm pretty sure. Like, they did not do anything like that like google's yeah that like, game you could play on playstation according to one of the oh yeah and i think it. it's also like um gonna be one of the x the games with gold type thing for xbox here in a couple months if not mm-hmm. this next month yeah yeah like it sucks but it's wasted time i feel bad for all the wasted time and effort uh, yeah. of the people that were at literally working on this thing and like yeah, you know, I feel a little bad for the people that fucking bought into it, you know. Well, like, it's like the people that really loved the Dreamcast back in the day, and, you know, and it didn't take off and eventually died. And, like, yeah, like I saw the picture in that tweet. We're like, why would State Google announce the Stadia next to three other video game things that notoriously so, failed? Yeah, they. <laughs> anything you dream can be built. And they have a Dreamcast in a box. A NES Power Glove. It's mm. so cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and E.T., the extraterrestrial for the 2600. Yes. <laughs> All three of which were indeed famously failures. Yeah. Like, the Dreamcast caused Sega to leave the console market. They're still a developer, but kind of a minor one. Yeah. The Power Glove, it came out, barely worked. It was used in, like, I think the it was used as a prop in a couple things. It, and like, it, there was a Nightmare on Elm Street movie where Freddy is using it for about ten seconds. Okay. And then E.T. the Extraterrestrial, a game that almost single, not really single-handedly, but is largely pointed to as being one of the harbingers of the 1983 video game console crash mm-hmm. that, that put Atari out of business. destroyed Atari, yeah. Um, because they knew E.T. was going to be the biggest shit ever printed more copies of the game than consoles existed at the time, and ultimately, (laughs) of course, could not sell them, and bankrupted Mm -hmm. Atari. Where the legend went, and it was a legend until recently when they dug it up and found them, Yes, that they buried millions of those cartridges in the desert. Yep. And uh, I have a copy of E.T. for the 2600, but I got it from Half Price Books. Um, was it? It was like a dollar. Oh, okay. 
I'm like, it's either going to be worth a fortune because it's their shame and they buried them all or it's going to be worth fucking nothing. It's more curiosity. Yeah. It's like, this thing really fucked things up for people. And then, of course, there was somebody who retweeted a photo or a tattoo from, I think, 2018 or so from Four Scars Gaming. And the guy got a fucking tattoo with a Stadia logo. I felt people were being really shitty to to them in the comments. Like, haha, the thing you loved enough to get a tattoo of is going away. Oh, no, that wasn't in 2018. This was a December 13th, 2021. Yeah, this was like less than a year ago. Less than a year ago. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, people being shitty are being shitty. But also, like, you put a corporate logo on your body and a Google corporate logo. That'd be like getting a Google Plus logo on your arm. Like, or any number of, like, murdered Google apps that have come and gone because Google decided they were done with Just it. Just put every Google product, like, like tattoo a sleeve. And then as it's they like, get destroyed, you put, like, a little their, line their, through their, Yeah, their death date. No, you put, like, their inception and death date. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, some people have, like all the dogs or cats they've had in their life or, you know, <laughs> insert. And he's like, my Stadia tattoo! Ha ha! But he's the gaming editor at Best Buy Canada, so he's like, just a shill. But... Yeah, I know, but like... But he fucking put a corporate logo. It's like the guy that got the Zune logo tattooed on his arm. <laughs> oh, wow. Huh. Or like, I mean, at least if someone got, like, a Dreamcast logo done nowadays, it'd be like, yo, that was formative to me. It's technically retro now, because it came out in 99, uh-huh. which was a while ago. It turns out 1999 wasn't five years ago. Who knew? Yeah. And, you Did you know, go to Space Channel 5 is getting a movie? Of course. Why not? I don't know how they're going to do that. Are they going to deep fake Michael Jackson into it? Or, you know, he was in the second game. Anyways, why not? I mean, they're doing a movie for Community. You know, they were like, six seasons in a movie! Well, now apparently they're doing a movie. Um, I've never seen the show, so I don't know. It's okay. It, mm-hmm. it came out before smartphones. So, mm-hmm. bear that in mind. And some of it holds up. A lot of it doesn't. Wait, it came out before smartphones, and they only made six seasons of it. That means it's been off the air for a few years. Uh-huh. And they're just now coming back with the movie. Uh-huh. Panther um, mentioned it to me earlier tonight, and I was like, what? Hmm. Weird. Yeah. Community movies happening at Peacock, which is the ABC. NBC. Whomever. NBC streaming service, yeah. And so, yeah. Okay, so it's not a theatrical movie. It's just. Well, no, but still, it's like they're doing. It's like a, a show. show, I guess. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, what characters are going to be on it? Yeah, it came out in 2009 and had six seasons. Mm-hmm. So it's been off the air a bit. Right, yeah. Um, I, I think the, the lesson we can take from the Stadia thing is don't tattoo co- corporate logos onto your body. Because if it goes away, you're going to look like a real dumbass. Especially if it's something like a Google product. Yeah, I, I'm i just sort of like, if you really dig a thing, you really dig a thing. Yeah, it's I mean, your body, and a lot of tattooists see it as more of a... Well, this isn't going to be something I'm ashamed of in 30 years. This is like a roadmap to where I was as a person yeah. at the time. Um, I mean, in my personal philosophy is the comedian that said um, you would never get a tattoo because think of yourself 10 years ago, you were a dumbass. 10 years from now, 
you'll think of yourself 10 years ago and realize you were also a dumbass. And so that's why I don't get tattoos. And I'm so like, you're saying I shouldn't get legit. like paw prints on my back? <laughs> or, you know. Yeah. No, that shit's based. Okay. <laughs> based on what? <laughs> Apartment complex? I find it quite simple. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I'd heard that before, but it's still, it's still funny. funny. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, Stadia, they killed it. It's a bummer for the devs that wasted time, but also, you know, whatever. I mean, yeah. I don't think there was anybody surprised by this. And I know there was people that were like, wait, this is still going? Yeah, yeah. Because, you know, I don't think they actually sold the boxes outside of Google Direct. Like, I don't think you could buy a Stadia at Best Buy, Mm. as far as I know. And so... I, I never saw one in the wild, so, like, it was announced, and then, if it's not in the public consciousness, it's just gone. And, like, further, like, the controllers for the Stadia, unless Google issues a Bluetooth update that enables them to interface with standard Bluetooth shit, they're going to become e-waste and useless. So, you know, will they do that? Probably not, but we'll see. I'm looking at the tweet that you linked in the, um, the topic chat about the uh, Cybertruck. Oh, yeah. So, you know, the Cybertruck can be used as a boat. Didn't you know? <laughs> well, and like the, the first tweet in the thread is someone that says, Having worked at Tesla, I can say with some confidence that the design engineers are hearing about this requirement for the first time here. And so, it's the screen cap of Musky Boy basically saying, Cybertruck will be able to waterproof enough to be served briefly as a boat. <laughs> So it can cross rivers, lakes, and even seas that aren't too choppy. Needs to be able to get from Starbase to South Padre Island, which requires crossing the channel. Which, you know, there have been those, like, aquatic car boat things in the past. Mm-hmm. But that also, they were, like, designed to be boats that were cars also. Mm-hmm. They were wheeled boats and not some N64 coffin. <laughs> Like, yeah, you know, you you drive your Cybertruck off a cliff and it's technically an airplane for a short period of time. Yeah. And then a tomb. And then a tomb. Um, and then, of course, people parking out like, hey, so what's going to happen when the salt water interacts with the lithium? And I'm like, what does happen with water and lithium? I'm assuming that it reacts poorly. I have no idea. I'm not a scientist. So lithium and water reaction... Lithium reacts intensely with water, forming lithium hydroxide and highly flammable hydrogen. The hydrochloric solution is highly alkalic. The exothermal reaction lasts longer than the reaction of sodium in water, which is directly with lithium in the periodic chart. At 750 degrees Celsius, lithium reacts with hydrogen to form lithium hydride. The powder that forms releases hydrogen gas upon a later reaction with water in amounts of 28 liters per kilogram hydride, as such lithium can be applied to its hydrogen storage. It causes a hydrogen reaction that could, you know, explode. It would cause your battery to rupture, which would allow more water in. And then, of course, you're just fucked because you don't have power Mm -hmm. anymore and you're in the middle of the bay. Now, also, lithium batteries are extremely heavy, so you wouldn't really have buoyancy. And they're like, oh, but our thing's made of, like, metal and shit. So you, like, it is absolutely fucking stupid that he would say such a thing. And literally impossible. Because... You would have to have a perfect seal around the battery access, about the battery, to 
like prevent water from getting in there and mm-hmm. to have access to that you can't do that so like if they had to replace the battery they're not going to pop out the welding torch and cut a hole in the sealed battery bay or something like that they might it's a cyber truck yeah it's like in his defense anything can serve briefly as a boat just depends on the specs of what brief is it's like, right, I can make a car fly, but it won't be for very long, and the landing will not go well. Yeah. Uh, and I saw the latest news is that apparently he is going to be forced to buy Twitter for $40 million now. Sure, uh, why not? Because, like, you can't just make deals like that and then be like, no, take, you know, take backsies. You know, like, oh, you, you have displeased me. I will cancel our deal. You know, the FEC has shit to say about that. Yeah, and, like, apparently in the filings there was all these text message conversations that were passed between the two, mm-hmm. like, Musk and other people involved. Yeah. And they're just a bunch of dumbasses. Like, a lot of this is like, oh, well, what if we, you know, had a, made our own thing where to post you had to pay .1 Dogecoin or something <laughs> on the blockchain and shit like that. It's just... For someone who is lauded by the internet as this genius, he is incredibly stupid. Yeah, I mean, he's the the ultimate expression of failing up. Yeah. He's not founded shit, he's bought it. Yeah. And, like, this whole Cybertruck thing, I mean, if one ever comes out... Like, I see Tesla's on the road. Like, they've been able to sell them in Texas now. Mm-hmm. But doesn't mean they're good... And, you know, if your car can't keep a weather seal in the rain or your glass hatch gets destroyed by a fucking pine cone, why would anybody expect to be able to drive that cyber truck into any body of water and not instantly sink to the bottom and enjoy a lithium water reaction? It would be very toasty, briefly. Mm, that's good because the bay might be cold. Hey, we're, what we're going to do... You know, the, it's it's a really cold lake. What we're going to do, we're going to warm it up, just drop a few cyber trucks in, get nice and toasty for the fish. A hydrogen reaction like that could rip a hole in the universe. It could undo the fabric of reality itself. Sounds good. <laughs> Big asteroid 2024. <laughs> in case, uh, it's like, yeah, sure. In case of trouble, drop truck into lake so in good news california has signed a law to become a sanctuary state for trans kids because of course we live in hell which is to say the united states and uh, with mm-hmm. all these anti-trans laws and investigations and shit california has said and signed into law that yeah we're not going to comply with anybody that is coming after your trans kids that's fucked up that wants to like extradite them to their yeah. own state or whatever so that's fun. Yeah, uh, it's ridiculous that like one state has to like make a, a law like that to protect people from the other states. But it's like it's the fucking country we live in. It's a piece of shit. There's something like what thirty four states having anti trans laws. Something like that, and like just it's all bullshit. There was like a fucking thing I saw. It was like several years ago, a trans female runner came in first at this one thing and this girl that came in eighth who then later went on to you know run in state level and is now like a professional like runner in sports that bitch is suing the trans runner for beating her 
at one point many years ago. Oh, okay. Who in the trans runner got forced out of doing any sports. So like this trans girl who beat her once and she came in eighth, but she's like, you irreparably harmed me. Despite the fact that that bitch went on to, you know, actually do running and like collegiate level. Um, the, the purse, the trans woman, no, the, level or the, the one that lost, the one that lost went on oh. to compete in like college and shit and is now like doing collegiate running and stuff. Whereas the trans girl who ran only in high school got forced out of doing sports. What about the six non-trans women between them? You know, the, the, the people that, the other people that beat her. Like, they they had pussy magic that rendered them, you know, they didn't immune steal. Immune from lawsuits. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, it's, it's fucking stupid. And, <sighs> like, there's more anti-trans sports laws on the books than there are anti- than trans athletes in high schools, you know? Yeah. It's like, ridiculous. It's a subset of a subset of people, and they act like it's this big fucking deal. It's this panic over this tiny, minuscule group of, in society they want to project all their troubles onto. It's fascist rhetoric. It's straight-up fascist rhetoric. Mm-hmm. You know, your enemy yeah. is both incredibly strong and super weak. We're like, oh, the trans agenda is destroying America! And then, you know, like, oh, also we're like punching them constantly saying you can't have health care, you can't do this, we're going to make it so you can't transition until 25... You know, we're going to investigate people for giving kids binders and shit. All the Texas bullshit. We're just punching them constantly. But they're also this man- menacing agenda. It's straight fascist rhetoric. These people are fascists with a different mask on. Yeah. That can be applied to any time someone's like, this tiny group is the cause and secretly, you know, they're the troubles. And they're also secretly pulling the strings and the fandom or, you know, insert like, oh, the popufers or secretly controlling it's like that thing it's like oh you know it's so great to be in the upper echelons of furry fandom you know we're the ones that did this dhc was an op if any <coughs> you know, we caused peppers break down every pin you find in your fursuit head was placed by us personally <laughs> right. you know it's it's so stupid and it takes so little critical thinking to be like that's dumb but it's a fascist mindset. Yeah. And, like, they take any little behavior, like, you know, the other thing that's been pissing off the right wing, apparently, is that the uh, artist Lizzo, mm-hmm. who is a trained classical flautist. Yep. Flute player. She went to Library of, uh, Library of Congress and played several so, of their flutes. Let me uh, preamble this a little bit. The first African-American woman to be head librarian of the Library of Congress explicitly invited Lizzo Uh to come to the library and see their collection in their flute vault. Like, a lot of people... And there was a sign on the wall that said flute vault, which I found amusing. They have a literal vault of flutes. Um, Because a lot of the conservatives, I don't know, kind of make it sound like she fucking Kool-Aid man smashed through the wall and just started playing instruments or something. I I don't And, like, they claim she was twerking while doing it. uh, That's true. I mean, I saw the video. She kind of was dancing around a little while she's moving. Oh, there's there's multiple videos because, okay, so she got to go It doesn't fucking matter if she twerked or not. Yeah. No, no, no. You see, this is actually fun, cool, and interesting. Not just the twerking part of it. So, like, yeah, she goes to the LOC. They let her try several of the instruments. And then they show her James Madison's crystal flute. 
which he received as a gift from a flute maker on the occasion of his second inauguration. And James Madison never played it because it was just... Presidents receive a lot of gifts that are just like, oh, this is very cool and This is a cool brand of shit, but, but I don't to play the but flute. But I don't play the flute, so, you know, whatever. Um, a day of the Library of Congress has had this thing for years. It's over 200 years old, and they're like, we've never heard it played. We don't know what it sounds like. And would you play it? And she's like, fuck yeah. So there's like three separate videos of her playing the flute. The first yeah. one is like in the vault room and there's people around her and they all seem like so excited, you know, because they're, they're the fucking library nerds and they're going to hear this fucking thing, what it sounds a like 200 for the first time. A 200 year old artifact that has never been played. Yeah, yeah. And then there's another video of, of her at the library where they have like a, I guess like a like an atrium. Yeah, that was the area. one I heard, and the acoustics were amazing. Yeah, the, it's just this place in the library where the acoustics are amazing, and they've got like just a random people working there, maybe visiting or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is that evening, one in Washington, she had a concert, like one of her regular shows, and so the Capitol Police and library staff escort the flute to the concert. And they come out on the stage, and she walks over, and she, like, very fucking carefully takes the flute from the librarian. And um, and then she explains the situation of it and, and what it is and the historical significance of it to the audience. And they're all totally into it. And then she plays on it, and that's where she twerks. She twerks at a concert, and people are saying, "Oh, she was playing it naked," and it's like she's wearing like a skin-tight bodysuit at the concert. She's and wearing again, a cares? concert outfit. It's yeah. not who, who cares, you know? Um, she plays it for like twenty seconds, and then and then very carefully and respectfully, because it's made of fucking crystal and it's two hundred years old, brings it back to the library staff where they put it in their case, and she thanks them and she talks about how cool. The library is for keeping history alive and stuff like that. Yeah. But like, but like watching that first video of her in the vault, and you can just sort of see the, the joy and fascination on her face and in her eyes. And oh, it's yeah. like, I can't understand anyone that like could watch that video and be angry. You know, like it just seems like, oh my god, here's like she's a little fucking music nerd, right? Yeah, and she's having this like awesome nerd moment about the with this artifact and you know, it's just so fucking cool and people are like and people have pointed out that like number one she's black number two she's a woman number three she's fat and she owns that yeah and and fucking white racists don't like a fat, a fat black woman who who fucking rocks it you know who owns yeah. it who isn't like ashamed of themselves or something like that and like it's just blowing racist minds and it's hilarious because like they didn't know this flute existed a week ago. Yeah. You know. And, and like, now it's like the state of the union depends on black people not touching this flute. Yeah. And they've done this in the past, too. Like, with other historical instruments getting black musicians to come in and check them out. Mm-hmm. One of the things yeah. I've seen pointed out is, like, antique, they need to be played. They need to be played. Yes. So that if there is any deterioration, they can be addressed before, you know, they open the drawer one day and the fucking strings have snapped or whatever. Right. And I imagine, particularly with a wood instrument, like a Stradivarius, they, they frequently use the Strads as very famous and expensive violins um, in some of their concerts that they have at the Library of Congress because they need to be played Because wood, yeah, because wood, like, you know... It has to be maintained. Yeah, it has to be maintained. 
Like, these things are hundreds of years old, but as long as they're well-maintained and kept in their, you know, hermetic environments, they're fine. Yeah. But, like, that's the same with all those flutes. Because it wasn't just that crystal flute. They, they had a bunch of other antiques. They had double yeah. flutes. They had all this other shit. Because the Library of Congress has just a bunch of other artifacts aside from just, like, every movie that's ever this, made. This whole situation actually led me down a fucking rabbit's warren of reading about it. And they're like... Why does the LSC have so many flutes? And it's like, well, because this dude in the 30s was like, I'm really into flutes and I've been collecting them all my life. And I have this massive collection of not only flutes, but the sheet music for flute music and, and like all these books about music and stuff like that. And he specifically wanted to donate it to an institution where the collection wouldn't be broken up and scattered among multiple institutions. And he eventually found the Library of Congress. And they were like, we will take your massive flute collection. And that was sort of the basis of it. And other things have been donated and added to it over over time. Yeah. But it was really interesting reading about how that, that started. Like, oh, we, we didn't have a flute department before, and, and now we do. So. And then, like, another one that you linked was, I guess, Aaron Haynes. It's like, not me with Benjamin Franklin's copy of the Constitution. Hi, just normalizing black people in proximity to important American artifacts on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. You know, and it's this one black woman looking respectfully at a under glass copy of the Constitution. Yeah. And like, holy shit. Like, they just object to the fact that black people are anywhere near these cursed artifacts. I saw a tweet that was like, I'm just going to file... James Madison's crystal flute next to mermaids in the list of things that white men didn't give a shit about a week ago before a black person was there. You know, I made a couple of retweets like, I hope she digs, Lizzo digs up James Madison's bones and plays them like a xylophone. <laughs> or let Lizzo smoke the Constitution in a blunt. <laughs> yeah, let Lizzo make a blunt out of the Declaration of Independence. You know, she just needs to get... Uh, I hope she's going to be in National Treasure 4. Her and Nicholas Cage have got to team up and break into the Library of Congress and steal some instruments. She's going to turn that crystal flute into a bong. <laughs> I'm just like, and that's the thing, though. Like, we joke about that, but, like, throughout uh, the whole thing, like, she handled it with the, like, uh, significance and care that you would want someone to put towards a 200-year-old Well, yeah, because she's... Thing. A musician. She is like a trained. Yeah, she was probably totally jazzed of about course. this, and Who like I'm happy be? for her. And it's like a real fucking bummer to see racist white dickheads just being assholes for no fucking reason. It's like just let people be, you know, let people have their fun. It then. it just seems like such a weird thing to like hang your hat on. Get, like we have to yeah. get mad about everything. I'm like that's really all you have is is being white. If you're, it's it, it makes me embarrassed yeah. <laughs> to be associated by race to these dickheads. Like it's like come the fuck on, guys. It, it just it's such. I mean, again, I said I've been really busy lately with yeah. a lot of medical like doctor visits for my dad. Mm-hmm. So I've yeah. not really been paying. I've been like catching shit peripherally. Yeah, and so I see this, and it's just so weird and random a thing to get mad about and they're like oh this is what the left does when they you're a conquered people and they show you what the, what they really feel by waving their 
dicks over your treasured artifacts. And it's like, you didn't know this thing existed until five minutes ago, until the right wing said bit mad about this. Yeah. You fucking I think Ben Shapiro bot. made some fucking video about it. And I did a screen caps of him and the, who the um, Glenn something coming out. Wait, not Glenn. Uh, John Walsh, I guess. The usual suspects yeah it's just weird to to see it seems like such a nothing burger to get mad about but they're it really boils down to a lot of like we're distracting from like the mar-a-lago investigation the doj is still involved in Mm -hmm. like we're doing we're going to distract our people as hard as possible with stupid cultural culture war bullshit while you know they're team is getting investigated and getting divorced and getting investigated in various states and also getting divorced and yeah because like at the end of the day the headline is famous flutist plays flute yeah that's really it and it's like the right wing made it like a huge fucking thing and it's no one would have give half a shit or would have had to think about this fucking flute except for the fact that they got mad that a black woman touched a, a flute owned by a slave owner yeah which I mean, I do like the symbolism of yeah. that. Yeah, you know? like the first time it's it's played, it's ever by a black played woman. is by a black woman. Yep, like that's cool. Like I'm glad they she got a chance to play it because it sounded really pretty, and the acoustics in the room of the place where I the one video I saw of her playing were amazing, and it sounded yeah. really nice. And she just looked like she was having a hell of a time. Like cool, fantastic. Yeah. I'm glad she had a good time. I'm glad it's she like got those videos are like nothing but good vibes. And so, yeah, it, it's like you really have to be just a petty, no life piece of shit to have a problem with them. Yeah. And like, you know, when you even have to wade into it, a lot of it is like when you keep asking conservatives why, you know, it always ends up as racism is good and must be respected. You know, yeah. It's like, it. well, why? Well, because she's this. Well, why? And then, like, well, because she's a black woman who touched this crystal thing. Yeah. 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 Who fucking cares? The part that gets me is the original tweet referring to it as a quote legendary flute. Go on then, regale me with the legends. <laughs> like, what? What legends are there about this flute that was given to James Madison and then put in a vault for two hundred years? <laughs> Well, the one I saw was something like I heard Lizzo pulled the the magical flute from the stone, and now she's president of the United States. <laughs> Good for her. Good for her. Uh, definitely, it would be an improvement. It's just silly. Like yeah. it would be silly if it wasn't so deathly serious for these racists, right? Yeah, like in like vacuum, they are being like, very silly, but at the same time, it's like if we don't take them seriously, then that's how fascism gets a foothold. And like honestly, I've been very down lately because it really feels like we're living in the 1930s and we're looking out across the world to just see like the rising tide of fascism, like United States going fascist. Canada's going right wing. Britain is basically fascist at this point. But Italy literally also, got a fucking Mussolini. Yeah, Italy just went fascist. Also, apparently, Sweden's right wing party took like a like a major win in their last election. So, like, right wing fascism is on the rise in fucking Sweden. And what's interesting is the article I read about that to talk about how. For decades, Sweden has been this, like, bastion of progressivism in Europe. And then, for some reason, and I don't know the details on this, 
a few years ago, they privatized things like housing and transit and banking. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, inequality started rising. Wow. And people started getting upset. And then the right wing started rising. And it's like, I don't know why they took that step uh, or what was involved in that. But it's really interesting that like dominoes, it's like, yeah, income inequality increases. People get unhappy. People look for someone to blame. Oh, look, they have all these migrants that have come in from, I think it was the war in Syria Uh in this case. And they're like, oh, these Syrian migrants are causing all this crime and stuff like that. So now they have someone to hate. So, of course, the right wing is going to come in. And, of course, they ran on, we have to get crime under control. So we're going to implement the most restrictive um, immigration policies that we're allowed to under European law. Yeah. Oh, and it's no different than, you know, the, the migrant fears being stoked and fucking even here. There's there okay, <sighs> fucking Texas bullshit is awful, and I have seen some fucking deranged billboards the last couple days. I've had to drive. Ooh, I bet you have all over Jesus. the fucking place. Yeah, there was a billboard: resist tyranny, vote GOP this November, uh, and what? stop grooming our kids, Beto. Vote Republican, and. Ah, vote Republican down ballot, save America. And then there was one, make Haltom City thrive again. And Haltom City is a shithole little town that was started as a sundown town because Fort Worth integrated its schools. (laughs) Oh my God. Wow. Okay. And this is one of those things my dad was telling me about that his family moved there for that very reason because his dad, who died recently, was a giant fucking racist piece of shit. Mm-hmm. And as they, you know, white flight went further and further from the core of the city, uh-huh. you know, it became a more rundown, middle class, lower end kind of town. There's, It's in the middle of Loop 820. It doesn't have a lot of businesses. It doesn't really have industry per se. Uh-huh. But they literally, there's a billboard on 121. It's like, make Haltom City thrive again under the same shit. It's like the same, like, it's not even, like, a dog whistle. It's just a fucking whistle. Yeah. Of trying to, like, MAGA fucking Haltom City. Like, Haltom City is, like, majority minority. And they're trying to run this white supremacist bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's fucking weird. Okay, so it was started by white racists, but it, it has since demographically changed. Demographically changed. Yeah, like Haltom City, Texas. Let me. I'm gonna look this shit up on Wikipedia because I don't want to talk out of my ass here. But I'm quite sure yeah. that demographically, it is not okay. Yeah, the core demo of uh, racial comp: thirty four percent white, right? Forty six percent Hispanic. So what you have is. You know, this is only 46,000 people, but you literally have someone trying to stoke white nationalist fervor in a place that's a third white. It's fucking stupid. And then there are these assholes that are like, fund the police. And it's like, vote for some cunt. And it's like, the, the city budget of Fort Worth just got passed and it was two billion dollars and 53 i think percent of it some fucking towards... huge disgusting amount was the police yeah in in Fort Worth like these people truck on lies 
it's nothing but lies and grievance bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how you make Haltom City, Haltom City great again? You fucking, like, make your streets not shit. You fucking get some stores in there that aren't, like, Jimmy's Racism Hut. You know, I don't, I don't know what they... They don't really have shit in that town. Mm-hmm. Because it's a little middle suburb. There's, like, car dealerships. There's a fucking Goodwill. There's a... Mac- I worked at McDonald's. There's a Griff's Hamburgers. That place is great. You know, there's not fucking all in Haltom City. Because it started out as a sundown town to get white kids out of having to be with them darn brown people because of Fort Worth integration. That's... Wow. Like, the city quite a story. started as a white flight hub... And then the whites have just been fleeing further and further out. That's how the Keller, Richland Hills, North Richland Hills got started. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm pretty sure North Richland Hills got started because Richland Hills integrated. Like, <laughs> Oh, you don't want to go down to South Richland Hills. They're integrated. <laughs> and the thing is, that was in the 50s and 60s. Yeah. This is yeah. within my parents' lifetimes. Mm-hmm. That these places were made to, like... Keep the white kids away from the black kids and the Mexican kids. And over time, you've got 46.32% are Mexican, Hispanic, or Latino. Like, you got 8% Asian, you got 8% black, 7 and 7.27% black, and 34.92% white. And you've got motherfuckers trying to do white nationalist bullshit in a town with that demographic. What the fuck? Ah, it's probably more a message to like the rest of the Fort Worth metro area. Well, like fucking when when my car got Mm. broken down, Mm. I had to wait a while, and I decided, well, shit, I'm gonna go walk. I ended up having to walk like point eight miles to the quick trip. Yeah, and on the way back to my car, I came across a bunch of fucking Patriot Front stickers on a utility box. Huh. So I stopped and took my keys out and scratched the fuck out of those things. Yeah. But that's that's in Hearst, Texas, which again is a similarly demographically mixed, non-white populist thing, but you still have white supremacists coming out there putting up stickers mm-hmm. being like, save the white race. Well, go fuck yourself, dudes. It's, you know, obviously I whipped my keys out and scratched those fuckers all to hell. And like, I keep a scraper in my car specifically for when I come across those things. But it's just astounding. The audacity of these crackers. The audacity of the cacacity. Exactly. It, I should just start buying like a shitload of furry stickers. Yeah. Put, well, like, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I want to get some just like insanely offensive stickers to just slap over them. So uh-huh. that someone comes through and scrapes them off. You know, just, I don't even know. I could find some fucking places or it's like... Let's see, where is it? Um, Highland Village, no. Keller, Addison, Gulf Springs. Okay, Hearst. That's the one I was talking about. That was the one that I came across the white. Okay, well, Hearst is 57% white. Good for them. <laughs> you know, with 24% to, 24.2% Hispanic or Latino. 10% I think black. The, the fighting and the, the rage in this state is because Texas is majority minority. It has been for a few years now, but, like, it's it's basically being fought over, I guess, because, like, the well, Republicans are still pulling all of this fucking bullshit, uh, every dirty trick they could pull. Like, 
my local senator the other day actually tweeted something that some shit that Republicans pulled uh, fucking with some polling thing or something like that. Because, like, you know, this election coming up, we have Beto O'Rourke versus Governor Abbott. And, you know, as you know, Abbott is an absolute piece of shit nightmare to really we need to get rid of. Apparently they they did some shit. Brazos County, Texas refuses to reopen an on-campus early voting site at Texas A&M University and College Station, the largest campus in the state for the 2020 midterm elections, despite significant backlash from students. Well, yeah, because students skew any town they're in because they're younger and getting educated and therefore losing the biases that get installed with them in their, in their yeah. childhood. Like if you look at like a Texas electoral map, the blue spots are a little bit down by the border and all the major cities. So Dallas, Austin, Houston, El Paso, San Antonio, and then college station. Yeah. Because that's where the big ass university is. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, you know, Texas is not a red state. Texas is a fucking gerrymandered state. Yeah. More people voted for Joe Biden in Dallas County than the entirety of New Mexico. Wow. Like, half a million people voted for Joe here in Dallas, and 400,000 voted in New Mexico entirely, because that state has so much fewer people. And this is, and this is, a, that was the election year where they tried to reduce all the drop-in ballot boxes All to the one fuckery per they county. And like when you're talking about a county that like a huge city like Houston is in, they tried to stop drive through voting even though that was apparently a Republican initiative yeah. to make happen in the first place. It's like I real I I don't think I'm being crazy here, but I really believe that if not for all of the cheating bullshit, Texas would have gone blue in the 2020 election. Oh, yeah. And, like, the... And Beto would have won the 2018 Senate vote. They're trying to make it super hard to vote. And, like, I keep checking my voter reg because... Making sure you haven't been kicked out of yeah. the system or whatever. And, yeah. like, you have all these other states that are trying to do this bullshit voter suppression stuff and... Federal mm-hmm. judges keep having to be like, no, you can't fucking do this. Yeah. You can't stop day of registration. No, you can't do this, that, and the other. But they keep fucking trying. And know. what's interesting is, like, I know a couple people that have actually worked at polling stations, like, as volunteers. And they're like, without a doubt, the biggest pains in the ass to deal with are the Republican voters. They're the ones that are like, why should I have to show you my ID? And it's like, you fuckers vote, voted for this. Like, you wanted to make it hard to vote. You wanted to make people have to prove who they were. And now you're getting all fucking grumpy about having to have your shit together. And, like, they're just bitter old fucking racist shitbags. Yeah, and they're just, they want to... But enough about my dad! (laughs) Yeah, it's just... It has been... I wouldn't say enlightening, but, you know, I admit that I don't generally roam that far from my little neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I'm 
you know, for the last couple of years, I've become kind of a homebody for some reason. Yeah. And so, like, all this driving back and forth between here and Fort Worth, I've become real familiar with the medical district in Fort Worth, I gotta say. Yeah. But all I'm seeing all these fucking deranged political things go up, and I'm just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Mm. And it's like these little shithole towns like San, um, Westworth Village, I think it is. You know, there's there's these little teeny-weeny little towns that are like mm-hmm. suburbs, but they're actually technically separate towns in Fort Worth. Right, yeah. And like, there's literally nothing there. They're like one, like, they, they're along 199, Jacksboro Highway, but they like have all these right-wing, you know, vote blah to make Westworth Village great again. I'm like... You've got car dealerships and a wee in a head shop. You ain't got in a couple tattoo parlors. Your biggest attraction is you have a fucking Atwoods that might actually be in Lake Worth. I'm not sure. You've got a really good Mexican restaurant that's tasty, but that doesn't bring in the. Oh, you have an Ace Hardware. Look at you. You're special. Like they have this right wing rhetoric, and it's just like this is you. You have the shithole you asked for. Mm-hmm. This is the shithole you deserve, and like anytime people try to make it better, you say no. We have to not pay taxes. Hey, don't mind the fact that that pothole ate an entire school bus. Those kids were Mexican. It doesn't matter. I'm feeling this rum. Just gotta say. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking. It's like, man, Saverin's fired up tonight on something. I was like, I'm, oh, Saverin is fired up on. Five ounces of rum that they put in their 44-ounce Coke Zero. <laughs> um, so I'm going to have to hang out a little bit after we finish the <laughs> Which is mixing really well in your four-ounce stomach. Yes. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, so that has been Savern ranting about the fucking deranged bullshit they've come across in the interim. Yeah. Um, and also, like, <laughs> I found out today that most shit doesn't open until 10 a.m. anymore. I had to get Can my dad. Isn't that that's been the case? I don't fucking know, dude. I don't go out in the morning normally. But, like, I had to take my dad to a doctor's appointment at 9 a.m. Yeah. And my mom was with him for some for his procedure, and obviously I'm not going to be there. And so I'm like, I'm going to go to Half Price Books. And that bitch don't open until 10 a.m. You're like, what the fuck? You're so banging just, on the fucking. I window. want to browse your books. <laughs> Let me find some perverted novel. Come on. I need to buy a third copy of Perv by Jesse Baring. I'm just gonna. It's like that dude that has all the copies of Click. I'm just gonna buy all the copies of Perv I come across. Yeah. And hand them out. Um, okay, so. Tell me about your one cool thing. Oh, my one cool thing this week is a 20-minute one-person animation made from a 20-minute segment of the second episode of the podcast Rude Tales of Magic. It is where the party first encounters Count Ivan Gretzky. And this one dude decided to animate this encounter during the episode, and it was a 20-minute thing that they did. Oh, and it's actually really funny. Um, cool. Like, I really enjoy Rude Tales of Magic. It is a fun improv show that is, yes, based around D&D, but they don't really play D&D. They just, it's based around that, and it's mm-hmm. improv. It's really funny. 
Um, but this guy did a 20-minute anim- animation of a segment of the podcast. Okay. Where they meet a vampire and have words with him. Mm, and, okay. like, the good news is that Count Ivan Gretzky shows up several times later in the show. But he was, like... Named after Wayne Gretzky? Gretzky was it? You know, the, the, of Clan Gretzky, you know? Yes. <laughs> the, the the names of po- of the characters and the NPCs in the show are all very random. Mm-hmm. There's, like, Cum Dangle and... Uh, <laughs> okay. The sisters, Silverado... Canyon era and some other like Ford Bronco and shit. <laughs> <laughs> like they're they're very loose with their uh, like. There's a crime lord named Scrum Fabulous. <laughs> That's a good one. One of the characters' name is Stir Fry. He's a kinku. There's a skeleton man named Frederick de Bonesby. Like right. it's a very fun podcast that you can start from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of just really good episodes very early on, and it's just continued to be really good. There's a two-episode arc where they're at basically a Burning Man-ass episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I just retweeted some of the art that uh, this one, Dog of Blood, they do a lot of like lesbian werewolf art, but they also had done fan art of the podcast. Uh, they got retweeted by the podcast account because nice. they just had their third anniversary of the show. <laughs> I'm sure they then had to make a tweet. It's like, hey, if you're here from the podcast, you're going to see a lot of werewolf titties. Hey, I mean, <laughs> like, they did this really cute animation from the Riddle Guy episode. It's Sphinx in here. They <laughs> did an ep- the illustration of Albie and Cordelia. They did an illustration of Stir Fry. It's just, it's fan art of a podcast. And, yeah. like, that's really cool. There's lots of fan art that comes out. And then, of course, this guy did a 20-minute animation based on the show so wow. that's my one cool thing for the week damn imagine doing that like we can watch it it's really funny okay and it was done by like one dude which makes it even more impressive yeah yeah for real so fuzz what's your one cool thing do you have any new books coming out prior to act five which is coming up shortly uh not prior to act five like our because so, so tyrion will probably be attending act five uh, but we're not dealing there. Uh-huh. Um, but so all of our sites are kind of set on uh, MFF yep. at this point. And um, we'll have a new book by Kyle Gold, uh, Return to Devalia, which nice. is a Diargea slash Ball book series. And Pre-order that, now for Planet.com. It's not on there, but you oh, can order other, other shit from, from Planet.com. Good, for Planet.com, buy some books. <laughs> And my mind is blanking. Like I've got like all these other things. Of oh, so there's a uh, there's a novel by Candrel uh, oh, nice. called, called "Bringing Down Upworld." That is actually the novel that came out of the short story that you read from uh-huh. Very Future uh, Rainfall. Rainfall. Yeah, and um, it was originally published by Goal Publications, um, but they closed down at the beginning of this year. Uh, so we're going to be republishing that and i've got the got the manuscript and uh, you know the layout is like 98 percent finished um nice. and i you know just need to contact a cover artist to get the the layered um file from them and uh so yes that i'm hoping uh, i will have that for midwest as well there's also like two or three different artists i'm talking about talking to about um comic projects so we I'm sh- these things always like 
lag along for ages, and then suddenly rush into full speed like a month before the event. Oh, totally. um, so we'll, we'll have a lot more to announce, like a lot closer to the con. But uh, yeah, keep your keep your eye on our Twitter at Fur Planet. What? <laughs> nice. Oh, just I opened Twitter because I opened my tab, and it's like mm-hmm. someone is looking for a custom jewelry maker to make ear tags, like for. <laughs> cattle or whatever or for wild animals for the right animals. yeah and i was like oh that, that's fucking clever um oh yeah. <laughs> i will i'll throw in this as a one cool thing from ajax uh so oh, of course now you're not did he kidnap any goats no he has not kidnapped any goats uh, <laughs> um he telegram does this thing oh where is it was it under not? It wasn't under not. But it was maybe it was in our. I mean, there's the chat. golf audio. The the golf audio thing sucked off. is pretty funny. Okay, so there's a Twitter account um, now. Bear, I don't know anything about this or how legit it is or whatever. Uh, there's a Twitter account called Wear Dog, and uh, they tweeted, "It's sheath time. We've been teasing it for a while. Time to get him out there. We've got a few in inventory, or you can custom order your own colors." It's called the canine, a hacker, or oral toy you could suck on, or a stress ball. And and yeah. it's just like a <laughs> dick in a sheath that you can use as a packer or a squishy ball. Yeah. Well, so the ones that really <laughs> I found amusing are the ones that are cozies, like beer koozies. <laughs> they just they put the beer can in the sheath and it has the balls. Oh my part. god, that's funny. Um, but yeah, you know, there's, I like these that kind of like kolaches. It's like a, a pink, yeah, a pink like, cock and a tan colored like, sheet. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. You know. And then, of course, there's that a tweet, you know, if God wanted me to only have one boyfriend, then why did he give me three holes in ADHD? <laughs> yes, I saw that. That was great. Now, the uh, the author writing that is a cis woman, but, you know, you still got two. Yeah. <sighs> well, Fuzz, it is now an hour 15 or so into the podcast recording. Why don't we call this one quits for now? And it then, is so 946. you could like, lay back on the couch and drool on yourself as the alcohol wears off. A little bit, yeah. Um, <laughs> this was done intentionally, Fuzz. You know that. You needed to, to, to unwind and really just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Really, just get some energy out there. There's some very strong punch or whatever in the fridge. It's like orange juice and some kind Ooh. of alcohol. Well, I don't really have to be the, anywhere the for a bit. Made, and yeah. I know that, like, I don't have any doctor's appointments I have to take my dad to this weekend. So, yes. hey, hey, let's hang out. <laughs> All right, kids. So, southpawscast at gmail.com if you want to tell us we're a bunch of fucking weirdos. Patreon.com slash healthpodcast if you want to donate some money, I guess? Question mark? Go to forplanet.com, buy some fucking books, you nerds. Read some read some furry literature. And do not perceive me on twitter.com. Yeah. But look at the pictures of Adam. They're very cute. Yes. I got that picture tonight. So, Adam, God, I love the little guy. He finally decided that he has other toys. Uh-huh. And he has this one little ring toy. Yeah. And he's discovered that he, if, he, if he puts it over his own head... He doesn't have to carry it in his mouth. And so he runs around the house with his little collar on like a bandolier. And it's the cutest shit. (laughs) I love him so much. (laughs) Anyways, so on that note, I guess, good night. And fat nuts.